Action Park Media. Welcome back to Entertain Her. I'm Sarah Sanderson. I'm Erin Costello. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Zulai. I'm here this week filling in for our girl, Erica. Yes. And isn't that funny that I heard in my head, Erica say her name because we always pause and she goes second. So Erica, you are here in spirit. We left space for you. <laughs> you are here listening. Erica uh, well, in Chicago with her family celebrating her parents. I don't know what year yeah, anniversary. 50th. 50th anniversary. We were all invited. I'm so sad I couldn't make it, but I can't wait to see those pictures. And I was definitely oh. not invited, but I'm glad you were invited. <laughs> Erica, we will be talking. Not that I could have gone. Oh, damn it. She probably yeah. did invite you. You probably lost the invite in your email somewhere. God darn it. Just kidding. Nope. 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 Aaron, why didn't you go? Oh my God. I just got back from like the most epic trip in Europe and I'm still so jet lagged and her, the timing was just like, there was no time in between. And which leads us to wanting to talk about this conversation that's come up a lot for me. It's come up with even Zulai and I'm hearing and feeling a sense of this coming up in society. So I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today. Woo. Yes. Our topic coming up uh, to so you have to listen. I can't talk. You have to stay tuned. <laughs> there has, there's the word. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Are we doing our topic? Uh, we are going to get into the wind down. Uh, as Bella had her first pool party, I had a bunch of friends over on Sunday, which was so much fun. My first like big hosting event since having Isabella. So I was, you know, pretty nervous about the day that hopefully I'd be able to do it. And um, guess I want to find out. I never left my house. How many steps do you think I did that day? 10,000. Five. 13. Ooh, that's a lot. 13,000. And I finally like laid down because I needed to take a shower because I'd been in the pool and I still needed, like everyone left, I cleaned up and I really needed a shower. And I was like, I just need to lay down for a second. And then I realized, because once I laid down, like my legs legitimately felt broken and my feet. And I went, Oh my God, did I ever sit down today? I don't think I sat down. Like even when I was in the pool, I was still standing. I was in the, standing in the jacuzzi. Like I just didn't sit down. So it was it was great to see everybody. It was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't cook anything. I had things uh, catered, which was nice, but it was exhausting, but it was fun. It was really nice to see everybody. And then also side note, um, Isabella is sleeping through the night. So that has been That's new. Amazing. That is exciting. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with my evenings now. And when she takes a nap, she's like Welcome in her crib. Girl. Yes. So that means if this keeps up, I can do shows. I could do mics. I could do dinners. I could do things. I'm so excited. Not That's if, what's been going on with when me. When it keeps up, it's going to When we're yeah. on night five, night five, she's it done will it. will keep up. Absolutely. Yeah, she's. She's six months now. How old is she? Seven? She's almost, she's almost eight months. Okay. So yes, she is ready to sleep through the night. I'm so excited for you. Welcome back, love. Thanks. We got you for dinner. Yes. This is like a game changer, this sleep. So we got to go to Dantana's. Go back what? to where it all started. Oh God, Dantana's. I just had that two nights ago. Kevin brings- oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I love it though. It's so good. It's just heavy. Um, okay. I guess I can go next. Let's see. 
Um, I, you know, Kennedy's in summer camp and I all of a sudden have my mornings freed up and I'm going to bar and I am taking calls. I'm, you know, actually have an entire morning of productivity, whether it's working out, working on the computer, sending emails, or if it's like just going out for coffee on my own and I'm loving it. It's lovely. And uh, she brings me home things every day. Today, she brought me home a little piece of pottery because in the morning when I drop her off, they give me the day before's like piece of artwork, whatever they worked on. And I kind of want to show you guys. It's so cute. It's a little pottery and it says her name and she colored it and she loves it in the morning. She's like, mama, I go to school. I'm like, yes, you go to school. And she's just thriving. It's amazing. We're so happy that she's so happy doing it. And, um, that's it guys. I'm just like in summer camp working mommy mode, um, working out. I'm loving bar right now and working on my website. It's still not ready to launch. Let me tell you something. Working on a website is, is work. A lot of communication with just like communicating your artistic and aesthetic to other people could prove to be very hard. That's all I'm saying. And that's it for me. Love it. Erin, you got anything? No, I want to get right into the topic because I mean, I feel like that's my. All right. Erin, take it away. Tell them what this exciting topic is and let's, uh, let's start. Well, honestly, uh, we always try to figure out what is a topic that feels like it relevant, like it resonates with people. And so I had just recently posted this because it definitely resonates with me. And I feel like everybody right now is going through this in some form. And the holistic psychologist, she has a great book called How to Do the Work. Rebecca actually uh, got it for me for my birthday. And she posted this a while ago on Instagram, but she said the midlife crisis is happening at younger ages. Generations were raised with an obsessive focus on achievement. The result is 30 year olds who don't know who they are and they're living unfulfilled lives. Older generations tend to mock a desire for familiar, for Phil, oh my God, fulfillment. Holy, <laughs> do not take that out. <laughs> that was a mouthful. Jeez, because they never got to experience it. So how fascinating is that? Where I think we've all been thrusted into a fast track into understanding what fulfillment is or emotional awareness because of COVID. COVID slowed us down. COVID, COVID put a mirror in front of all of us. And it really allowed for us to take up some space that otherwise I was not taking up for myself. And yeah, I mean, the, the term achieving or accomplishing, we live this life where we're on this hamster wheel and we're living the values of the generation before. And what's the values of the generation before? Some of them may be buy a house, get a good education, you know, make money to have a nice car or whatever the things that the value put on us as children um, was used as currency. And I think now we get to question all that. And you're seeing this quote unquote midlife crisis or, or I use it as like a midlife transformation where we start to go like, wait, I've achieved all those things that my parents told me I would be happy with. And I'm still not happy or I'm not fulfilled or 
I'm questioning things that I never really questioned before. So why? And I was talking to Zulai about a concept or an idea that made me feel purposeful because I work in sports and because I interview athletes and I'm always talking about the wins. Um, I think that isn't the most relatable for people who are in real life because there's losses or there's challenges or there's adversity. So constantly like idolizing our idols because they win the championship. I don't think that's human. I think that that's superhuman. And I don't think that that's something we can really register with. So I think all of us right now, and you guys can jump in and go ahead and, and let me know your thoughts. But like, I think all of us are really figuring out what fills our cup and what feels purposeful. For me, I feel happiest when I'm in connection, when I'm being vulnerable, like moments of small talk are exhausting and draining emotionally for me. And I don't want to do that anymore. And I also don't want to really surround myself with a lot of people that value superficiality. So I'm like totally cleansing my palate. And that's what Europe did for me. Europe allowed for me to go, wow, you've been abandoning yourself for so long because you've only valued achievement. And when you get the car, then you want the nicer car or you get the house, you want the nicer house and you're really not satisfied. What say you guys? That was a mouthful. You know what? You reminded me of, um, I used to be on an improv team and you'd be out on the stage until they would save you in the back. And sometimes you're like, hello, is anyone coming? Cause you're like, you guys let me know what your thoughts are. <laughs> like you wanted us to jump in, but, um, I thought that you said that great. I was waiting for you to say the words midlife crisis. Um, but yeah, I think growing up, we always think that that's normally 40, right? They would, they would always say, well, you're 40, you're starting over the hill. You're starting to get into that midlife crisis. I personally feel, I feel like, I don't know if we're living longer or it's, you know, things are moving. People are having kids later in life that the midlife crisis is happening more around 50, but I hear you that you're saying around 30, the lucky ones who have accomplished their dreams. Cause that's very young to have gotten the things that you wanted to get like a house or, you know, uh, a series or whatever your dream may be. Um, but yeah, that's not, what's going to fulfill you. Like money obviously helps in life and success helps in life, but there are a lot of very successful, very wealthy, lonely people who live on the top of a hill alone, miserable and hating life. It's not what makes you happy. And I remember my acting teacher would always say like that. That's why there's so many celebrities who go insane because they think once I get that job, once I get that show, once I get that Academy Award, then I'll be happy. And then they get those things and they're not happy. And that's when they start like turning to drugs, turning to alcohol, um, finding other outlets because they they don't understand what in life is going to make them happy because it's not those exterior wins. Yeah. I've always had, um, ever since I watched that movie with Will Smith, the concept of the pursuit of happiness is kind of really wrong. I mean, we should not be pursuing happiness. Happiness is not the goal. It is impossible for us to be happy every day. That's just not a realistic goal. We are human, human beings. We are flawed people. We have emotional highs and lows. We have 
all these things that disrupt our nervous system on a daily basis that yes, you can learn to regulate. However, pursuit of happiness is just not the purpose of life. I, for me, and I have to remind myself of that. It's like, okay, today I had a really hard day with Kennedy. That it is my job to find joy in that. It's our job at our job as human beings to find joy in the mundane, because if we do not, we are seriously fucked and no amount of money, no amount of wealthy friends, no amount of TV shows or awards or cars or travel itineraries can change that because wherever you go there, you are. So it's like, for me, I feel that when I have really bad days and I have them often because I'm a human being and I'm okay saying that I, I don't even think, I mean, what is a midlife crisis? What does it look like? How do, how is it defined? How is there a definition? Is it different for everyone? Do, you know, just because people wake up one day and have a different, and by the way, our perspective of the, of life is always changing. I don't also don't think that the term midlife crisis should be appointed to people because they woke up out of some slumber one day and now they want to do something that feels more fulfilling. It's called life, you know, living in, in cadence with life and being okay with the mundane and being okay with the fact that we change and people change and that people will, will do things to hurt us and that all the days won't be perfect. I think understanding that for me has been game changing, especially after becoming a mom to understanding and accepting that every day is not going to be this beautiful walk in the park and that I can find beauty and joy in those moments too. But I do, I do find it. Um, I told Aaron before we got on the call, I said, I, I've always thought of the concept of a midlife crisis and 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 said it jokingly, like, oh, they're going through a midlife crisis because they are like, she just bought whatever, or he just did that. And so it's like, we, you assign this thing, this perceived thing to somebody, and it's kind of wrong. I don't think you're going through a midlife crisis, Coscarelli. I think you're like, I think you are, your wings are expanding beyond what you ever thought you could expand. And you are you know, proving to yourself that you are all the things that, you know, your dad instilled in you, that your mom instilled in you and and that God put in you. And I don't think it's a midlife crisis. I think that you're expanding and growing and you're turning into this beautiful butterfly and you're getting all these fabulous, beautiful ideas that have a bigger impact, a bigger impact beyond yourself. And that's a midlife win. I mean, I was most- gonna say awakening. It's like yeah. an awakening, yeah. even. And I and I I think I think I, I I agree with you, Z, and I love that because I think crisis is a very harsh term. Because what I look at the midlife crisis or the transformation or the awakening, like you said, Sarah, is when the light switch flips on and you go from autopilot or unconscious to a more conscious way of living meaning when sarah has a bad day or zula you know you're struggling with kennedy you're looking at those as like gifts in a weird way 
And I'm in a women's group and the women's group, we, we do a share and like each woman shares what's going on in her life. And this woman that's in our group, she's so interesting and really, really wise in my opinion. And she's like, can we switch it instead of like, just like venting and complaining about what's happening and instead switch like, why is this happening for you? And I think when you can start to use that as fuel, it will help us regenerate when losses, like, you know, you talking about my dad or talking about losing my brothers. And then I feel like, why, like, why me? I feel like I was sold a bill of goods that I had this like, quote unquote, perfect childhood. And now it's all come crashing down. Well, it's come crashing down for me to be able to rebuild and look at my life in a way where I can understand who I am better. And now that my dad is gone, I've had a better way of looking at my relationship with my dad. I have a better way of looking at my parents' relationship with each other and how that's impacted me. And look, I work in a very male-dominated world. I have a very male-dominated following. And I always thought I needed to help women and support women and speak up about my life. But I think the goal for me is to actually help all of us that feel the mask we wear to get love by getting these external wins, whether it's a job or money or friendships or being in the scene, like when we can stop using that as currency and start going like, I'm okay with just being me. Cause that's the thing that I think we see happen all the time, whether it's the actor or the musician or the athlete, when invariably that goes away or the looks will fade because hate to break it to you, we're not always going to look like this. We're not always going to have, you know, taut skin and, and supple collagen. It's going to go away. So we better like who we are on the inside and start doing it now. Because the fall from grace, when and if it happens with, you see with athletes all the time, the depression or the anxiety or the addiction or even the suicide, you know, that happens in these young men's lives. Um, it's a problem and it's because we're not allowing people to be human or just any person in life who is not doing the thing that we as society think is the right way to do things. I think the conversation should be had so we can learn from it, but I think we have to stop demonizing people for being just human in general and making mistakes because I am certainly mistake filled. (laughs) What do you think then? Is a midlife crisis a good thing? Or is it something that everyone goes through? Or like, how do you handle it if you kind of wake up one day and you're like, whoa, I don't like where my life is right now. I want to change it. But what marks a midlife crisis? That's what I'm so confused about. Aaron, do you know I more think- like... How do you I know think in my mind, it was like guys getting a divorce, buying a convertible and started dating a 27 year old. Like that was always like, oh, they're having a midlife crisis. They're like, oh my God. I think it's when you realize like, I'm going to die soon and it freaks you out. And all of a sudden you want to do all these different crazy things in life, like go buy a house or go travel or whatever it is. Like that's always in my mind, what a midlife crisis was. It was like a drastic change the father of the bride scene where his daughter's getting married right or I don't remember which movie it is but there's a scene in one of the father of the brides where he leaves his shoe factory company and he goes and he buys the Porsche and he stops at the red light and the girls shoot him out and he feels really good about himself look I think at the end of the day it's when you have a question of identity 
So, I mean, a midlife crisis, I think in a lot of ways can be a good thing. You know, in Steve Martin's character's case, he is feeling a sense of not feeling good enough. Do I think his motivation of going and buying another external thing, like a car to feel good about the thing he doesn't feel good about on the inside, that's not necessarily my opinion of a healthy way to fix or nurture a midlife crisis. But I think a midlife crisis or midlife transformation is when you start to actually question the things that you put on a pedestal that aren't making you happy anymore. So whether it's the, the like, it's like the checking the box and saying, I, I got all these things, but why am I not feeling purposeful on the inside? So here's the, oh, sorry. No, that's, that's just, that was just a part of my life. My existence was, I was like, oh, wow. I, I, I work so hard to achieve and I work so, and you know, obviously when you, when you get dealt a hand of grief and loss, you get to those questions a lot faster because you have to, because you're just, you know, you're, you're, you, you feel death is closer to you because it, it, for me, it was right. Like I'd lost so many people in my life to some sad situations and you have, you ask kind of those questions that you wouldn't otherwise ask because you don't have to ask. It's also great to be on autopilot. When you're just coasting and everything on the outside seems great, but you're sort of like not really feeling the depths of fullness or connection, but you're making everybody else happy around you, you don't always have to be confronted. But I think getting confronted by hard challenges in your life can be a good thing. I mean, now I have to like really, this is where education is always so fascinating always so necessary because I was like I don't think it's a real but apparently it's an actual real physiological and medical condition it's and it's got like I'm reading 13 signs of midlife crisis in women so um I digress um it is a very real and physiological uh thing and these are the signs really quick just like off the top depression increased depressive behaviors um, reflection on deep questions or preoccupation with the existential concerns, emotional volatility, physical pain, changes in menstrual cycle, contemplating a big change, fixating on days gone by, um, feeling a sense of boredom or apathy, which, yeah, I mean, all those things compiled together can't be a fun um, thing to go through. A lot of those that you just said, though, sound like depression to me. Like those kind a, of mirror what it feels like to be depressed. There's yeah, a, but there's a difference. There's, yeah. There's a disconnect from yourself. Like if you're just feeling like all I'm living my life for is for my children and you're not filling up your own cup, you're going to feel some of those apathetic feelings. Like you're more than just a mom. You're a human. And I always say, like, I think moms to be the best mom, you got to like, nurture who you are so you can figure out how to be the best version of but I just I think um like I'll use a very small example with me right so I was a chronic people pleaser and I was terrified of confrontation we had that amazing Emmanuel conversation when she was on the pod I recommend listening to it because she really even in that moment shifted and reframed use confrontation as an opportunity to lean into conversation. So really people listening into this podcast, if I had an issue with Sarah, or if I had an issue with Zulai, I have now crossed 
the path of going, I am going to directly converse with them rather than go behind somebody's back or behind, you know, or just stew on the inside. That is part of my midlife transformation is someone who's kind of suppressed a lot of things is now I'm like, I've grown into myself to be able to have the kind of conversations that used to be uncomfortable for me. Does that make sense? Maybe I'm having a midlife crisis because a lot of these things apply to me. Like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> Zula is like re-looking re at the list. Like, hold on. Yeah. 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 Okay, a midlife <laughs> crisis is a standalone issue as our depression and anxiety, but they can be med made bedmates. Wow. Um, but I'm trying to look for like differences. Um, Yeah, depression is different because it says it's like at, at its root, there are cognitive distortions, negative assumptions that we decide about ourselves that are facts. So they are very different, but it's like more scientific. The 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 um the symptoms are similar. But yeah, that, yeah, that's why this is a good conversation to have because someone listening in would be like, "Oh, I'm not having a midlife crisis," but then you read off some of those some of those things. And then they go, Oh, well, maybe this is an opportunity to self-reflect. And that's all we can do is just take some time for us to learn about who we are. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's all material. It's all information to go like, I don't like this thing. Oh, I do like this thing. I went to an event yesterday with Melissa Chatane. She adores you, by the way, she wants I to do like a your boat adventure. But I was like, it was like an influencer thing. And it was all these women who came in and they, it was like picturesque and they were taking pictures. And I was feeling frustrated momentarily. I know Z, you have to go, but I was feeling momentarily really frustrated because I was like, are we just going to events now just to take the picture so that we can say we were at the event? And now it's like, we're not having conversation. But then I got to meet some of her friends and these beautiful women. And like, we actually had real conversation where at in moments I was getting emotional. So I'm like, it can be had, but are you willing to go there? And that is a part of being vulnerable. Yeah. Are you willing to be vulnerable? Um, I personally, sometimes I get it, you know, especially living in this town, there's a lot of events and premieres and parties and they can feel very empty, but at the same time, there's something that's so fun about getting dressed up. Maybe you're meeting your friend there. You guys are going to this event with like drinks and there might be like a goodie bag and, um, you know, like some fun exhibit to look at or a movie or what it's like a fun night, a reason to get out and get dressed up. And maybe it might be a shallow night, but maybe it might be really surprise you, like you said, but sometimes it's like, it's just fun to, to go do something different rather than sit at home and watch TV or whatever you would have done anyways. So I, I hear you on that. Um, but maybe that's just being more present in anything you do in life. You'll find moments like that. And then I was going to say, I was on a walk the other day with her and it's so hard sometimes to, um, take a moment and to be grateful. But I was thinking about how, you know, I remember years before, especially living in a city, um, wishing I lived on a, a different street. So it was easier to just like go outside and go for a walk, wishing I had a dog to walk. And I, oh yeah, I wasn't with her. I was with the dog. I was walking the dog. And here I was walking on this beautiful street. I was walking with Boo, our dog. I have, you know, Isabella, my daughter, like I have so many things in life to be grateful for. 
Um, of course, there's always things you also still want or things that aren't perfect, but it's like, just, it felt so good to just take a few minutes and really, and really, uh, you know, remember like, wow, I am so grateful for these things. And then when I got inside, I walked up to Doug, I gave him a kiss and I just said, thank you so much for everything that you've done. I'm very grateful. And he's like, what do you want? What's going on? <laughs> he was confused. Yeah. But- you nailed it. And that was, and I know we need to wrap, but I really appreciate you using that word present because that is the key to connection. Whether we're out at an Oscar party or a sporting event, or we're at home with our loved ones watching a movie and snuggling, I think the being present and grateful are married to each other because if you're not present you don't give yourself the opportunity to go wow this is a beautiful moment it's the present moment i'm so grateful i'm alive it's a miracle i'm alive and i was at this sb event yesterday and i left the event feeling so full because every single and you know it was like a gifting thing you know how those go where you go to, from booth to booth to booth to booth to booth and at the end I was getting a little bit exhausted um, but actually it was really funny one of the booths was Ike's sandwiches you know the Ike guy that's like on the picture he was there and I'm like oh my god you're the guy you're the Ike and it was so profound that we went from talking about his business, how he got started. And then he started giving me business advice to then talking about these types of conversations. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm the person that can have these conversations. So uh, genuine and authentically now where I'm not embarrassed to be able to be vulnerable. Like I'm like, maybe I used to be. So I, I love that the word present, because I think you're right. If we're present in these moments, we can soak up the gratitude that we're even there in the first place. Yeah. And then I did take her on a small walk yesterday and she's getting to the age where she's observing more things and wants to touch them. And it wasn't a very long walk, but we, we walked by a tree and I said, this is a tree. And then it was kind of hanging down. I'm like, these are leaves. And she was touching them. I'm like, and this is a flower. And it's just, I've walked past those things so many times. I've never touched them or even looked at them or thought about it. And to just kind of stop and look what's around you and feel it and appreciate what it is and its beauty. And um, it was just kind of cool. And it's like, you don't have to have a little one that you're explaining what everything is to, to do that. You just have to, again, be present in your surroundings and take it in, smell the flowers, stop and smell the flowers, as they say. She's trying to touch this mic right now. So this is a mic. See, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um all right well this has been an episode of entertain her i'm sarah sanderson i'm gonna sign out for zulai because she had to jump off Erin coscarelli thank you guys and we will oh sorry what were you saying this was a good episode yes this is a great episode um and we will be back next week with erica and i will pick a bone with her about everyone being invited to this event and i wasn't invited (laughs) oh kira says she loved this episode (laughs) all right goodbye guys